Welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. We're dispensing stories of success from across the continuum of care. I'm your host, Hillary Blackburn. Thanks for joining us to learn from leaders throughout the pharmacy industry. Everyone, in this episode, you'll hear about the role of VP of Clinical Operations at Axial Healthcare from pharmacist Stacy Grant. Pharmacists can play an important role in educating and analyzing data to help in the opioid epidemic. Stacy shares some of the skills that she has picked up along her career that help her inform payers and policymakers about insights and clinical tools derived from Axial's patient database. If you want to hear more about this episode, be sure to check out the website www.pharmacyadvisory.com for the show notes, and be sure to follow us on Instagram as Talk to Your Pharmacist and on Twitter at Hill Blackburn. Thanks, and hope you enjoy the episode. All right, so today we have a special guest on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast, the VP of Clinical Operations at Axial Healthcare, Stacy Grant. Stacy received her PharmD from the University of Tennessee and completed a residency with the Tennessee Pharmacist Association before joining PharmMD, which is a MTM or medication therapy management company. Stacy is now at Axial Healthcare, uh, located here in Nashville, Tennessee, and we are both serving on uh, the Tennessee Pharmacist Association's Legislative and Policy Committee, of which Stacy is chairing. Stacy, welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Thank you, Hillary. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, it is is bright and early this morning. Well, Stacy, now that our listeners have heard a little bit about your background, maybe you can fill in any gaps from that intro and maybe tell us a bit more about your personal life. Yeah, sure. Well, thank you again for having me um, on here to speak with you and your listeners today. Um, you've had quite an impressive run of guests as of late, and um, it's it's humbling to to be here and to be asked to be to share my thoughts and um, story with you. So thank you, Hillary. You know, there's a, a whole lot that I could tell you about my background and my personal life, um, but you summed it up pretty well. Uh, Tennessee is where I have uh, resided for about the past 15 years. Nashville is where I currently reside, and uh, the healthcare technology space is. Um, one that I have always found really exciting um, and intriguing. And so that's where I have spent the uh, majority of my career and have been lucky enough to interact with you in a number of settings. And you mentioned the Tennessee Pharmacists Association um, Legislative and Regulatory Policy Committee, which has been uh, really fun and uh, a really good experience in advocacy and uh, policymaking, which is not one um, that I think uh, there's a lot of exposure to necessarily, um, but it's so eye-opening when you think about um, healthcare in general um, and who's making the decisions and how those decisions are influenced. And there's a, a huge um, opportunity there for us as pharmacists to uh, influence that policymaking especially as it relates to healthcare. And so that's been really fun and exciting as well. 
Yeah. Well, thanks. Um, and with you being a former uh, pharmacy resident with the Tennessee Pharmacist Association, it's very helpful to have uh, that experience um, on this committee. So very helpful to have that insight and perspective. And Nashville certainly uh, a big healthcare hub, and and definitely healthcare IT is an exciting place. But so you've now been with Axial Healthcare for the past year and a half. And can you tell us a little bit more about what is Axial Healthcare? Absolutely. Um, (laughs) What is Axial Healthcare? So Axial Healthcare is a healthcare technology company with solutions for um, health plans, providers, and patients in the pain and opioid use disorder and behavioral health space. Uh, So what does that mean? We work with health plans and to analyze data. There's so much information out there, Um, but the key is taking that information and making it actionable and uh, giving it greater utility than as it sits in raw form. And so we take that data, we analyze that data, and then we start stratifying patients based on risk. Um, And then we work with providers to educate them on the evidence-based prescribing practices and give them tools so that they have kind of at their fingertips uh, ready access to this more actionable information. And then we also um, have tools, uh, mobile applications, um, web-based portals, things like that for patients. So patients who are in pain um, or who are seeking treatment and To support all of that, we have pharmacists um, who, again, are the medication experts uh, who can facilitate uh, and provide this education and support both to patients and to providers. And when you can drastically improve the lives of patients and save the healthcare system millions of dollars, that's kind of a no-brainer. And so that is Axial Healthcare. With the opioid epidemic being such a hot topic right now, I'm really glad to have you on to talk about this because, you know, everyone seems to be trying to come up with a solution uh, to help solve the opioid epidemic. And I love that that Axial has been able to find some solutions using data and then um, using pharmacists in your clinical team to really create some of those solutions. So Stacy, when you guys are out there educating um, and, you know, talking with different groups, who are, who are the main um, stakeholders that you're working with? So it's a little bit multifaceted here. So we work with health plans. Um, health plans are at risk um, just by nature of being a health plan um, for the cost and uh, care of patients. And so we work with those health plans um, to kind of leverage that. But what we're doing day to day on the ground is working with providers of all specialties, um, whether it be uh, primary care or pain medicine, or uh, surgery. Um, If you are prescribing opioids, there is a risk. And the goal is not to eradicate opioid use. Opioids absolutely um, serve an integral role in uh, pain care. But the goal is 
to most appropriately utilize those medications for our patients and then to mitigate the risk of any potential misuse or abuse that's associated with that um, potentially. So providers, their staff, uh, we all know that there are gatekeepers to getting to the providers and the nursing staff and the quality staff and uh, are integral into the way that patients interact with the healthcare system. And so we really want to make sure that um, they are also equipped with information for their providers um, and for their patients. And so we do a lot of relationship building um, with the practices themselves to, to really further the, the knowledge base and to really gain buy-in into what we're trying to promote here, which is the highest quality uh, for our patients. Yeah, that's really helpful. Um, so Stacy, what are some of the biggest initiatives that you focus on as the VP of clinical operations? Yeah. So as VP of clinical operations, um, we want to make sure that we are running um, kind of a tight ship, utilizing our healthcare team, uh, which is comprised of not just pharmacists, but others to the, their highest level of education, right? We talk about utilizing pharmacists constantly um, to the fullest extent of their license. And we want to do that for all of our um, clinical staff. And so really working collaboratively and, um, and, and making sure that our processes are in line with our, our goals and our mission is uh, a large component, as well as uh, educating um, our health plan partners and potential partners on the value of entering into a partnership with us. So I spend a lot of time uh, on the road right now working with those partners and uh, making sure that we're proving the value that we say we are. Right. And very interesting. And so some of this seems to fall in line a little bit with, I guess, some of the the role that maybe a, a medical science liaison might also be um, providing or, you know, in their, their wheelhouse. So what are some, some of the skills that, that you might say um, really have, have lent themselves well to this current position? Absolutely. Well, I mean, I would be remiss if I didn't mention the residency training that I received um, with the Tennessee Pharmacists Association. You mentioned that earlier. It was an executive residency in health policy and association management, which uh, was eye-opening. Uh, I cannot recommend or uh, support residency training enough. Uh, it's not always um, the, the route that uh, is necessary to take to accomplish the goals um, that you have set out for yourself, but for me it was. And it prepared me for interacting with individuals that are not in healthcare necessarily and not pharmacists necessarily. And to be able to speak about your profession to others in your profession is one skill set, but to be able to speak um, intelligently about the value that, that you can bring um, as a pharmacist to the healthcare system to non-pharmacists or non-healthcare professionals is another skill set, but it's crucial. And uh, being able to effectively communicate, I would say, is the number one uh, asset that that 
prepared me for, uh, especially in this. Yeah. I think that, that those are, um, some absolute wonderful skills that you may not necessarily learn in pharmacy school, um, but, uh, can be refined and maybe passed down or shared as you're working with, with others in, in maybe a residency setting or, uh, maybe a mentor, um, that's able to pass on some of that skill, but, but it is a lot of that just interpersonal, uh, just building rapport and relationship relationships are just so important. And I just hear that again and again, uh, with, with people that I'm able to talk with on the talk to your pharmacist podcast. So that's, that's really insightful and certainly a great skill set, uh, that is coupled with, of course, all of your clinical background and knowledge that you obtained in pharmacy school. Exactly. We wouldn't, we wouldn't be in this position if we didn't have that pharmacy knowledge and that background. Um, but to take it a step further and to be able to communicate in a kind of a different sense of interdisciplinary. So not just interdisciplinary in the healthcare system, um, but communicating with business professionals or engineering professionals um, in that sense of interdisciplinary. Yes. Yes, I totally agree. I think that it's great. There's such a big push on the interprofessional um, training, but but looking kind of beyond just the healthcare team because um, you never know when you might have be filling prescriptions or interacting with um, people that are you know affecting policy or um, other things because the perspective of the public is such a big thing. And so just being able to interact with, with all kinds of people and, and share the value of pharmacy is is really important. So Stacy, how do you stay current with all that's going on in healthcare and more specifically within the pharmacy field? Yeah. Uh, well, there is no shortage of uh, information out there for us as pharmacists or healthcare professionals. Um, and especially when you start getting into more non-traditional roles and then your the knowledge base expands into technology or it expands into uh, logistics or it expands into you name it, you can't keep up with it all. And so finding good sources of information that aggregate um, is crucial. And there are a number of those as well. There's modern healthcare, there's local and national pharmacy associations, there are, you name it. Um, my preferred method of staying up to date, again, is um, the modern healthcare. I enjoy first round, um, which is kind of a um, entrepreneurial and technology and operations type of uh, keeping up to date. And, uh, and then I get a lot of my clinical knowledge again from uh, the pharmacist association. Yes, absolutely. And what are some of the things that excite you about the future of pharmacy? Oh my gosh! So the future of pharmacy. I mean, I honestly I would wrap it into the future of healthcare as a whole. We are advancing so rapidly, and and I just. I think back even five years ago, some of the medications and some of the technology and some of um, the practices that we had have advanced and changed um, in just the past five, 10 years. 
And if you if you look in uh, some of the healthcare conferences, and um, it, it's 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 crazy. There's VR, virtual reality, and I think you know, in five to ten years, is that going to be standard of care that we have digital medicine, or uh, how cool would that be? And did I think five ten years ago that that was even an option? No, I I didn't. I didn't have um, the 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 foresight for that. And so what that excites me is, you know, thinking above and beyond that. And, you know, we, we've moved into a lot of telemedicine and telehealth and, uh, and, and that's really neat. Uh, but what's, what's beyond that. And so just the uh, ability to, to continue to think about non-traditional or non, even nonsensical, what we may think is nonsensical now in healthcare maybe standard of care. And that's yeah, really exciting. Absolutely. Um, so Stacy, as our final question, what is some advice that you would tell your younger self or for other pharmacists out there who are just getting started in their career? Yeah, let's see. What would I tell my younger self? Oh man, you know, there's a quote that I go back to over and over again. Um, and I'm sure that you and your listeners have heard um, if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it's stupid. Um, and I think that that's so important, um, especially uh, for my younger self, uh, to understand that that there are, based on your strengths and your personality and your um, your natural propensities, you are cut out to do great things, but not everything. And to understand that the, the measurement stick for you looks different than for someone else and to not, to not try and use that measurement stick to compare yourself to others, um, but to just focus in on what you are good at and uh, what your strengths are and to really capitalize on those. That way you're not a fish climbing a tree, you're a fish swimming, really utilizing everything that you have to be the best yeah, that you can be. Yeah, I think that is such great advice. And um, our organization recently uh, did the Strength Finders, uh, you know, test. And I think it's so helpful to really know yourself and and focus on those strengths mm -hmm. because, um, you know, even in in that the Strength Finders book, it says like, don't worry about all those weaknesses and trying to, to make your weakness up to, you know, just being kind of mediocre. Focus on your strengths yeah. and, um, you know, let those shine. You know, the book's great. It shows you, you know, it helps you to learn maybe a little bit more about coworkers um, and how to, to interact um, and get things done and how to partner with others, maybe in the office space or maybe outside uh, in your personal life. But I think that, that that's a really helpful book to just learn a little bit more about yourself. So I'm glad that you talked about um, focusing on your strengths. Absolutely. Yeah. I would echo all of those comments. Um, there are so many different strengths and personality uh, assessments out there. And, you know, it's good to know yourself. And the better you know yourself, um, the more you can help others interact with you as well. And that goes back again, just to the communication 
And the better that you can communicate, the more effective. Absolutely. Well, Stacy, thank you so much for your time and being a guest on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Hillary. Well, I'm glad to have Stacy on the podcast to talk about the opioid epidemic, uh, since it's something that uh, pops up uh, almost on a daily basis. It seems that there is something new and changing uh, or different coalitions that are coming together to uh, get together to address uh, and create solutions for this epidemic. Uh, For instance, in Tennessee, there was a brand new legislation that was passed called Tennessee Together uh, that the governor of Tennessee had as a priority for 2018. And the focus for Tennessee Together was to curb the opioid epidemic by reducing prescription drug abuse through prevention, treatment, and law enforcement. And so there are going to be several new prescribing and dispensing limits that will be effective July 1 of 2018 for new patients receiving prescriptions for opioids. The Tennessee Pharmacist Association is going to be putting together several webinars about that to get everyone uh, up to date. And I would highly encourage uh, everyone to just stay up to date since legislation continues to change even at the federal level. Another Nashville-based solution uh, is really neat called Affirm Health and they are another technology solution. Um, And what they do is they're a platform to drive responsible compliant opioid prescribing across healthcare organizations. So they can help uh, different hospitals or physician practices set up customized prescribing protocols to help comply with federal and state guidelines and regulations. Um, So a lot of great tools that are being developed out there to really help with the opioid epidemic and uh, look forward to seeing new ways that pharmacists can really help with with this big problem that we have. Well, thanks so much for listening. And if you have any other questions about the episode, uh, be sure to reach out to me on LinkedIn. Uh, Check out our show notes at www.pharmacyadvisory.com. And Follow us on Instagram at Talk to Your Pharmacist. Thanks for listening to this episode of Talk to Your Pharmacist, produced by the Pharmacy Advisory Group. If you liked this episode, let us know by subscribing to the podcast, rating, and reviewing it. Share it with friends. And if you want to be a guest or know a pharmacist leader who has a great story to tell, Connect with me, Hillary Blackburn, on LinkedIn and check out our Facebook page, Pharmacy Advisory Group, for updates on new podcasts. Thanks for listening.